Hey, big love fam. Welcome to Super Freak. This is a high vibe podcast, y'all, exploring all things frequencies, how they govern form, shape our realities, and are the key to living from your full potential. It's non-woo combos about super woo shit, unpacking what I call the science of self, from body and soul literacy to the power of understanding vibration, higher consciousness, quantum physics, and spiritual psych. Let this podcast become a resource for you on your journey to self-mastery. If you're curious and ready to free your mind, unlock the body, and truly become limitless, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Tally. This is Super Freak, awakening for the next gen. Let's go. All right, y'all, let's dive into this episode about where to get started with frequency work and really what is frequency work. When I got started with my own like personal journey, I would say I was definitely in my freshman year of college and at San Francisco State. And I remember very specifically walking into a vintage bookstore on the Hate Street and finding a book on Krishnamurti. Krishnamurti was an amazing philosopher and psychologist and really profound and prolific in pioneering consciousness as not only an art, but connecting dots into science as well. And he became very, very close with theoretical physicists. And I think he was an engineer also, might have to check on that, but theoretical physicist, David Bohm, whose work was revered in its brilliance, but then completely shut down by the scientific community because it was starting to get into territory that became very dangerous Side note, during this very prolific time in science, 30s, 40s, 50s, Rockefellers during this time, this is just straight out facts. You guys can look this up for yourself, created the scientific method. The scientific method included that you had to have raw, real data for anything to be, quote unquote, considered scientific or approved by the science community. What do we know about the world of the unseen? If you are into quantum physics, like I am, it literally deals with science in in the micro. We're looking at like subatomic quark particles, even smaller than that, and how they interact with each other. And it's still literally so baffling to the science community, majority of them, that because it can't be proven, they don't think it exists. So I digress. Going back to Krishnamurti, I found this book and he started talking about how literally the concept of like, you are not really you. You're not really who you think you are. He got a lot into identity, behavior, and that you you were not your thoughts. And I could find myself being very drawn to the world of depth psychology then. But I was very sidetracked and very deeply programmed and entrenched in the third D matrix money-making paradigm at the time. And I needed to do anything I could do to get through school as quickly as I could so I could get into the workforce and just try to survive and kind of get myself out of the state that I was in, which was pretty overwhelmingly lost in (laughs) who I thought I was and wanting desperately to get a taste of the world, to just have any real access to myself. So I picked up a lot of psychology books. That's kind of where it started for me was how the mind works. Because that's kind of, if you're entrenched in 3D world, if you're entrenched in the material world, you're going to start with the mind. So fast forward, that was one pivotal, pivotal, like catalytic moment in the timeline of my, the linear timeline of me being here. And then the other catalytic moment was 
in 2011. This was another kind of trajectory changing, probability changing decision for myself. I realized that I had been fulfilling a lot of old generational patterns. Interestingly enough, in neuroscience, they're calling this, and in epigenetics, they're calling this transgenerational epigenetic inheritance. So you can actually, and this is peer reviewed and now science approved that you can carry PTSD and generational trauma in the DNA. And you can also create patterned behavior in the DNA. So it goes without saying that we are terabytes of information. We are absolutely electromagnetic beings holding terabytes of information. The universe is inside of us. We are the universe. More on that later. So because we hold all of this information, I'm holding basically all of the records of both of the lineage on both of my sides. Any incarnation I've had, any of their incarnations that they've had is all living inside of the DNA. I am my own living library of the lives that I've lived and the incarnations that I've had. So accessing self and moving into a place of self-mastery is truly, and staying in the present moment, that's the game right there, is how you start to unlock all of this stuff for yourself. But I had so much bullshit in the way. I didn't even know how to access myself because there was all this generational programming going on. And I realized that I was just fulfilling a familial dynamic, fulfilling a program. So in order for me to deprogram myself, contrary action creates contrary behavior. And then you can deprogram from there. That's what I knew at the time. It was a very slow process. Like I absolutely loved the community of AA when I got there and I still do. I'm not active in it anymore, but I hold deeply still the inventory processes, the check-in processes of the 10 step and making sure you're always looking at the programs, which for me in their language, they're going to look at quote unquote, your character defects. I'm going to look at these as ongoing programs that I need to deprogram and change and transmute the energy that's in my body. And, you know, of course the altruism being able to give it away and stay in a place of gratitude. These are all very fundamental. There's an intense community and brotherhood aspect to AA that is really life-saving for many, many people. That was the second trajectory-changing moment for me was finding this community, getting into some of the causes and conditions of why my life was the way that it was. And I could understand that because Newtonian physics says everything's cause and effect, that there's a law of, of vibration, there's a law of this of reciprocity, like what you put out into the world, you get back. But there was also a lot of like shame involved in a lot of this language that I had a hard time getting my head wrapped around. And I just knew, like I I had a deep, deep knowing that the way I was working this stuff out was really slow. It was just too slow. So I would say like three years into my sober journey, I kind of hit another plateau where I was just, I had kind of had enough of still feeling like shit and still separate from myself. And I didn't feel like I was the creator of my life. I kind of didn't get that concept. I kind of felt like I was the victim of it. Like everything was just happening to me, but not necessarily for me. And I knew that I had more potential. I knew my potential was over there. I'm over here. And there's this huge gap. Why is that? Why is there this gap between who I know I am and who I am now? So I remember I was living in this house I was super, super broke. I was trying to get a corporate job because it was the one thing that was safe, but I do not work inside of a structure like that. There's nothing linear about me. I am totally a spherical type of creator. And 
I'm an ideator to my core. I start shit. I want to go down this path. I have 19 hobbies. You know, it's like quintessential spectrum adult ADHD type stuff where I get really excited about stuff and I can come up with the idea. I can come up with the entire vision. And then I just want to pass it off to somebody else and go from there. But that'll be for another talk. When really I realized at this point, it's all a space-time issue, which I'll get to. I get sober. I can tell you the smell of the bookstore and I can tell you the way the grain of the wood looked at this moment where I had this deep surrender and I was really willing just to do whatever it took to kind of get to the next step. And I was invited to go to this event. It was this new kind of spiritual community that had taken over this Kundalini center when I was living in Los Angeles. And I went there and there was a an instructor there that was talking about how frequencies change kind of everything. They're are at the heart of everything. And simply by listening, you can change your life on stuff. And it was the most woo shit I have ever heard. In the new age community, my beef with it is that they take very spiritual concepts and somehow they commoditize them, put a whole bunch of like fluid goddess, weird energy on top of it. And like, oh, the law of attraction, power of manifestation, here you go. It's really dangerous for a lot of people, especially if you're like neurodivergent, it could lead to a lot of spiritual psychosis. I mean, it's not good. But at the heart of it, at the science level of it, the law of vibration, the law of reciprocity, the law of conservation, this universal law that is 5D level parameter living makes a lot of sense to me. That night, something shifted for me because I was 100% skeptical. No way. People were coming up. This person was working on, quote unquote, working on them. And I go, what the fuck is he working on? So he's explaining how there's a, he explained a different way that this reality worked. And I'm like, everything in my being resonates with that deeply. There's something going on here and I need to know what it is. And at that point, I was still very, very skeptical, but I can tell you the way I felt when I left. And I can tell you, I saw a Toyota van. I saw that there was a Chihuahua in there. Like it was these pivotal moments where I was very present and I had a lot of detail and I'd never signed up for a free session from this person, but somehow my email got thrown into a lottery. And the next day I received an email about me getting a free session And I was like, okay, well, this isn't a sign for my higher self. I don't know what is. I got a free session and I got obliterated. So this person is extremely talented and very gifted. He's had two dear death experiences. The story made sense to me that he's been able to see things from a different perspective. And at the time, I really thought people who had any kind of ability to see into the unseen was really cool. Now, later, I'll tell you why that's really dangerous. But anyway, I believed what this person was seeing. It felt deeply resonating to me. And so he ended up helping me clear out a lot of these ancestral patterns. And I kind of, because of who I am, the being that I am, the soul path that I'm on and the trajectory I signed up for in this life, I understood what I was doing because I'm very much a black sheet of my family, totally look around side to side, go, wow, there's, I don't really get it. Like, I don't get how I'm here but I do. And I don't, I just didn't really feel like comfortable or really made like I fit in, but I knew that I was here to break through the paradigm on both lineages that I was, I was the kingpin. So I was in a deep state of pneumonia and physical sickness for about six months. It was intense. Like I had so much pneumonia, I had to get steroids. And this has been a pattern for the last like five or six years where when I do deep level clearing, I'm talking completely new strands of DNA are activating. I'm dying a hundred thousand deaths at a time. I am unwell 
for weeks. This has been in the old paradigm, right? But moving forward, this will not be the new paradigm because I'm creating something different how, with how I clear. But I went all in on this frequency work and really started to understand the mechanics and the language. It wasn't until I would say this year where everything kind of came together. And I'll tell you what the pattern was. The pattern was for me running patterned lack right underneath that patterned fear. So fear of t- of being the powerful creator that I am, fear of doing and becoming all the things that I know I can be, fear of actually being alone, of people's opinions, of all this ego stuff, right? And then lack of just not being enough. None of this is me and none of this is mine. But these filters ran my life. They were how I saw and created my reality. So I would present really confident. I would present, you know, people always wanted to hire me when they didn't. And I would just like either get into the job and kill it, or I would get into the job and get fired because I had either bullshitted my way in, or I didn't have enough of the emotional maturity to really handle the positions that I had or the responsibility that I had. So all in on the frequency stuff, understanding that this is the mechanics of this rea- of this reality work very, very different. And it still was a very slow process of, even though it was the fastest process I've found thus far, it was still the slowest, but something changed for me this year when I, with me as a core, core pattern, a master pattern of me coming here to learn is not to give my power away, not to have other people tell me who I am, who they think I am, what they see for me, because there's an underlining insecurity that I don't see or have enough of my own, whatever, like whatever I'm doing isn't enough. You know, I've been reading people forever. There's an instinct and a drive and a knowingness that I've had for a very long time. And I have been gaslit so hardcore in my life for the things that I feel no see and grossly misunderstood through my entire life. Certain people have been able to really see me, but I really didn't even see myself. And so because I couldn't really see myself, I didn't have enough of my own backbone to kind of see things through. But I've been reading people for a very long time. And I always felt that I needed to do more in order for me to step into this, my quote unquote abilities or have more of my abilities to come online. But that was total and complete bullshit. It was like complete and total self-sabotage. The moment I kicked all of that out and I would say I had like a final kind of identity death this year. I had a lot of them this year, but this most recent one was so intense. It kind of obliterated me. Like I just shattered every aspect of who I thought I was. And then this truer, more clarified version, like literally my body's changing, my face shape changed. Everything about me is changing. And I'm so much more grounded in who I am, the purity that I feel. It's kind of wild. I'm also a lot less emotional. Like I just don't have this emotional charge and really a lot of care about what other people's as my own abilities, quote unquote, came online, which we all have, we all have our own unique expression. We all have our own unique frequency signature. So I will come back to the frequency thing and say it was undoubtedly between, you know, I went to a few different frequency practitioners. It's not necessarily new, but being able to perceive in the unseen at frequency level, the patterns that are keeping you stuck, even myself stuck. And then in collaboration with my higher soul, my oversoul, myself, my higher self, 
I am guided, I'm directed on what to do. And it's just a voice I hear in my head, what pattern, like, what am I feeling? And normally it always comes with an emotion or a tightness in my body somewhere. So it's really important to pay attention to the body. And then through that awareness, I'm able to transmute the energy and change things at frequency level. There's been like fun things where I've done, like I've remote programmed water and have the water change and the power of intention, the mind, when you start really looking at like everything is just coordinates and you can be anywhere at the speed of thought. It, it really just becomes really interesting. So if you're new in, your fre- in the frequency world, understand that everything is frequencies. They govern all form. They're directly below the unity consciousness, right? Unified field of consciousness or pure source. We are all individuated frequency signatures or let's say sonic fingerprints, if you will, of a unified field of consciousness. We're a fractal. And that fractal cannot handle the density of third dimension. It's a very dense experience in reality. So even the fractal of the unification consciousness has to be dumbed down. This gets into another episode, which I'll talk about the spirit, the soul, and the physical body, et cetera. Like what's the difference between these things? But you've got your higher dimensional aspects of self and then your lower dimensional aspects of self. One is kind of this wise lighthouse. The other one is experiencing, like the soul is basically experiencing the higher net level consciousness in the body. And you kind of start to understand these dynamics and you truly become the observer of your life. And then you realize, oh, the only thing that's real is me, the relationship I have with myself, my higher self in the present moment, in the right, in the now. So a couple of things happen now with how I get my information, what's happening with my own kind of abilities and things like that. So I've been reading people for a long time and it's more of a muscle for me now. So it's kind of fun for me just to kind of tap into people and I give accurate predictions on quite often all the time. I just had an accurate prediction on Kanye and what's going on with him. And I do that kind of for fun on social media. You can follow me on my social channels if you wanted to see that more of that kind of stuff. But yeah, I've been tapping people. I've been tapping into people for a while and reading them for a while. And now it's become so acute because I'm just a clear channel and I claim who I am and that's required. So in order for you to fully step in more to yourself and dissolve the ego and dissolve a lot of these like veils of forgetting, you've got to claim fully who the hell you are. And I know wholeheartedly that the path of leadership and guiding people to back to themselves is a soul path. Guiding people to self-mastery, doing that through any aspect or any means that feel fun to me and bring joy and put me in a, in a position where organically I, I am recognized is where I feel the most in alignment. So that's why I'm on the path that I am now, why I started the second podcast to talk about this stuff and why frequencies are mind-blowingly amazing. The synchronicities of the universe and you start really getting into this stuff and it's kind of just wowy. It's super humbling. And you realize like you really are the creator of your own reality and things get really slow and you start to really slow down time and kind of take the bite out of life and you get the most out of it kind of thing. A couple of ways information comes to me now is I'm either guided to the information where it will come to me. I will not be following anybody. I will not have heard of this person, but I will be served this information from some type of network, some type of email that I will not have signed up for. That is exactly the thing that I need to learn in that moment, or it will be downloaded to me through light codes in my dreams, or I'll get a pressure on my chest and I can feel it at the top of my head 
that's like tingles. And I know that I'm getting light code information coming in. And these light codes are coming from a higher 10th, 12th, 14th, 15th dimensional version of myself. So the 12 to 15, by the way, those dimensions are your oversoul. This is like the purest, highest version of you coming fully in. It's like that I am. So I'll get very high level frequency information. I have no idea what it is or how to read it. The idea for me is to be able to embody it. Once I embody it, then I will have an innate and inherent understanding and knowing. And then that's when I am able to share it. So I was led to this information and it synthesized just perfectly what I couldn't even put into words for myself about kind of the secrets of the universe being based on energy. And I know this innately, but even writing it down and I will oversimplify it and put it into sentences, but I think this kind of longer explanation is a mini, let's say lecture on, I would say a combination of astrophysics, quantum mechanics. Let me read this for you. The secrets of the universe are based on energy, frequency, and vibration. The somatic patterns we can form using the same vibrations must mimic a universal process and continuously unfold throughout the universe. The law of vibration states that anything that exists in our universe, whether seen or unseen, broken down into and analyzed in its purest and most basic form, consists of pure energy or light which resonates and exists at a, a vibratory frequency or pattern. This is what I was saying about the frequency signature or your sonic fingerprint. Everything, everything is patterns. This is where I like really, really, that's the niche I'm in is pattern recognition at frequency level. Science has found that energy vibrates in different frequencies when breaking down all matter. In addition to everything vibrating, all matter that seems solid, liquid, or gas is empty space. We're made up primarily of empty space, 99.9%. So this all makes sense, right? The electrons, protons, and neutrons in the atom are in constant motion. Although modern scientists are opening new research doors on energy, frequency, and vibration, ancient civilizations were well aware of it. This is very true. This is why I love ancient civ, and we will dive into this more as we get into the series of this season, if you will, of Super Freak. So ancient Civ is fascinating, and they've known it this whole time. Words carry energy, and the intention behind the words convey the vibration. Not that using any old word is all fine, but the energy you put behind a word will carry the meaning more deeply. This goes down to the power of intention, the power of having focused intention and thought. This is also heavily entrenched in neuroscience, is cultivating a practice of deep focus. And then from there is when you can start changing behavior. But the energy you put behind a word will carry the meaning more deeply. Every molecule or atom in the universe vibrates at a particular frequency. A molecule in free space can vibrate because the atoms which make up the molecule can move in different directions relative to the positions of the whole molecule. Atoms and molecules have energy even at zero Kelvin. This energy causes them to vibrate, among other things. Interactions between various components of the molecules like nuclear repulsion, nuclear attraction, and electron repulsion determine their motion. Each component has a finite amount of energy associated with it. Once you know the resonant frequency, you can amplify its waves to such a higher level that it will break or destroy that object so a little sidebar on all of this. This is where you start getting into rife frequencies, which I'm going to do a whole other podcast on that. This is where you get into scalar technology. When you have something that will come and focused attention to create 
an electron or create a wave or break it. This is very, very cool. This whole section of each component has a finite amount of energy associated with it. Once you know the resonant frequency, you can amplify its wave to such a high level that it will break or destroy the object. Think about cancers, think about diseases, think about breaking all this stuff. And we've been healing these types of illnesses for decades and it has been suppressed by CIA government systems because let's be honest, Big Farm is in the business of creating and keeping customers, not getting you healthy. The pattern of vibration can be analyzed through um, cinematics with just a vibrating plate forming patterns relative to the plate's geometry and the frequency of the vibrations. If you've ever seen this, it's very cool. It's a flat plate. Imagine putting like salt or something on the plate. You crank up the frequencies and at very specific resonant frequencies, they go from creating particles, from being particles to sacred geometry or shapes, creating matter. The power of vibration can be analyzed through cinematics with just a vibrating plate forming patterns relative to the plate's geometry and the frequency of the vibrations. By changing the vibrations, these patterns change from unregulated chaos into symmetry. The universe is formed by light in the form of photon variations with the absorption and the emission of photon energy. We are electric magnetic beings. Even without adding sound vibrations, the vibrations are always present in the form of photon oscillations with a future unfolding with each new photon electron coupling. It's because the universe is never an absolute zero. All possibilities, right? So individuals, we are individuals. We are fractals of the of unified consciousness vibrating at individuated rates. We are individuated consciousness oscillating at individuated rates. This is based on all of the programming that we come in with. This is based on that transgenerational epigenetic inheritance. Love this term so much. No idea how it even landed in my sphere. I think I was looking up something else. But because of these transgenerational epigenetic inherited patterns, we are bound. Our light is bound. Our photon electrons are bound. Our electromagnetic field is not as expansive as it could be because we have all these things that are in the way. These master patterns, these core patterns, and a lot of behavior, a lot of thoughts that we think are real, that are creating our reality that end up actually limiting our full potential. And the key here to understand is when you, when you start getting into frequency work, it's going to feel really woo. And people are going to be able to perceive very differently. And people perceive very differently. Everything in the universe, besides what I just said, is for me run on algorithms. It's all ones and zeros, binary code, it's algorithms that are creating a vibratory pattern, which is how we create our lives, the filters to which we create our lives. And what I mean by that is like, if I'm running pattern lack and I don't think I'm good enough, I will always cut myself short. I will always make decisions that will keep me safe. That's what my ego is programmed to do. The thought, the brain, literally your mind is programmed to operate off of the past, create predictive algorithmic information, right? or possibilities and probabilities for you to actually play inside of that's going to keep itself safe. So the quickest way to start deprogramming all this stuff is to obviously observe and then step into contrary action and then get back into the body. This whole cast is about freeing the mind, unlocking the body and becoming limitless. I mean, that's really it. Frequency work is the fastest way I've seen even with myself. And you know, I've been in deep with this practice since 2016 until now I work on myself. I don't need anybody else to do anything for me. I'm fully self-regulating. I'm just a full little universe. I am the tallyverse and I can do all of this for myself. And now I have the option to help other people with it. And really 
my leadership style is shine a flashlight. And I work in conjunction with the highest potential of yourself, basically creating a mirror. I'm just a mirror for other people. And I will get reflected myself back to me and you will get your brilliance reflected back to you, or you will get the things that you need to work on reflected back to you. That's kind of the best way because it's pure resonance based. So my focus has been to stay in joy, stay true to myself, be in alignment with myself. And that automatically keeps my frequency at a higher vibrating state. Therefore, things that align with that, as Einstein says, will naturally come into me. So you don't really need manifestation at all because everything has already happened. You're just playing out the possibilities and the probabilities in real time. And you kind of the character of your own movie, what are you going to do, right? You're going to go left, you're going to go right. And it's all perfect. There are no mistakes. So if you're getting started, there's a few books you could pick up to just start getting familiar with the language. I have an Amazon bookstore called Vibe Hire Books, and I'll put that link in the the describe of this podcast episode. And it is list full of just really, really amazing information. Some stuff that you can't find online or in real bookstores anymore, unless you go to vintage ones, because a lot of them are published papers, things like this. I'll have a separate drive for you for that. Essentially, like what comes to me, what kind of information comes to me and what I've been downloaded. So anything by David Bohm is amazing. He's got two books. One is Infinite Potential. The other one he has is about unified consciousness. And then he did some really great talks with Krishnamurti. And these things are on YouTube. So those two books are on my Amazon. Start with those and understand some basic like physics. There's a great introductory physics books that I have there. You'll look at the list and see which one resonates with you. And then the field. So getting familiar with some of the language. What are frequencies? What are distortion patterns? I call them separation patterns. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing to be shame about. These are just your awareness becoming familiar with the things that you that have separated you from being your full potential, have separated you from unity. So frequency work, separation patterns, a master pattern, basically your core programming, what you came here to learn and overcome. That's another one. So these are other languages, jargon that I'll say. Another thing we have to talk about is spiritual detox. Spiritual detox is essentially the symptoms that you feel after you clear a lot. And I'm talking heaviness, sadness, tears, crankiness, crunchiness, a feeling of being lost. Your head will feel a little foggy. Think of it of having like a really heavy breakthrough at a therapist session. The next day you're kind of disoriented. Yeah, your body has to calibrate what just happened. Everything lives in the nervous system, brain, nervous system, your nervous systems navigates. This is the unlocking the body part that's so, so, so important is understanding nervous system regulation. And I'm going to do a whole other episode on that. So I got you, don't worry. So when you're in spiritual detox, basically what's happening is your body is trying to recalibrate from what just happened. You just took a lot out of it, right? Think about getting a cast off and your hand has to learn how to like use the muscles a little bit because it's been in a cast for six weeks, 12 weeks, all these weeks, right? It's needing to find its new form. That's essentially what your light body is doing. What your energetic being is doing is finding its new calibration. It's more expansive state inside of a physical vessel. That's a lot to ask of it. So it's a lot of expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction. And, you know, you're kind of like pistons moving up and down, moving up and down in a spiral at the same time. Space time is another thing that I'll talk about a lot, understanding how to find yourself in present time. So 
Fourth dimension is space-time. Coordinate system is really, really important. Understanding how to find your coordinates, how to find yourself in in space-time. I have a video on this. So find my social media. I'll pin it. It's there. But spatial referencing is basically understanding where to find yourself in, in space and time. So locate, you know, five different points around you, side to side, up, down, front, back. So X, Y, Z axis. You're looking at a fourth dimensional plane. Look at these objects in front of you, around you, and then reference the space or the distance between those things and your body. You can do them. You can get very, very detailed with how much you want to pull those things into your body. When in doubt, pay attention to the bottom of your feet, your pelvic floor, and your spine. Those three things, pelvic floor, bottom of the feet, the center of the feet, and your spine. These things will get you in your body right away when you kind of feel like you don't know where you are. And it'll like change 90% of how you relate to your life because you are actually more in tune with the physical vessel that is experiencing this much light, this much light condensed to this much density. The more you clear these types of distortion patterns, again, if you think about it, like you've had a cast on and these casts happen at different layers and it's kind of like a ball of yarn. And then you ever see like, I know this might be like kind of hit you in the feels a little bit, but it's a good analogy. And I'll kind of leave you with this. Versus like those um, conservation rescue videos where they have a whale or a, a turtle and it's been kind of bound in a bunch of net and they slowly have to take the layers and unbind these animals out of this net and they have to kind of go layer by layer by layer. That's essentially how it is when you're removing frequencies or these patterns, these separation patterns at the light body level, the thing that's basically around you, projecting you here. It's very uncomfortable, but you've lived with it so long. You don't know how to live any other way. You unbind yourself. You get out of these nets, you know, layer by layer by layer by layer, and you start to have a tremendous amount more freedom. Basically, you have more movement. You have more perspective. You can zoom the lens out really, really wide. You've just got more things that you can see. Being a multidimensional person is just having more dynamic perspective. That's it. So you realize like my eyes are the dimensions, the meridians in my body, these chakras, if you will, are the planets. My atoms are stardust. Like I'm the universe. Holy shit. I'll say these things a lot. So space time, frequency work, separation patterns, spiritual detox, and then spatial referencing. Take these five things as a baseline for navigating the language throughout the rest of these podcasts. And I will see you in the meantime, in the comments and on another episode. Take care. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Please make sure to leave a review and follow the fun on social media because that's how it works in this world. In the meantime, get your freak on. I'll see you in the next session.